Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. It is a documentary episode and of course Chai is here. We are going to be talking about I Am Everything, the Little Richard documentary. It is on Amazon. You can rent it. What flavor truly is that? The best one, passion fruit. Oh no, I can't passion. I cannot do passion fruit. Mm -mm. Why? I don't like it. I don't know why. I don't really, I'm not a huge truly, I'm not a huge truly person. Like I have to have lime, like if it's seltzer, I really have to have like lime seltzers, no like flavorings in them. They give me a headache. Really? I love a truly. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we- and I love it in taste wise. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that my ADHD has officially got into the way, if you don't know who little Richard is, you do. Okay. You may think you don't, but you do. Uh, Much like a lot of things, Little Richard is the actual king of rock and roll. Um, Chai, let me, let me ask you to start this out. What was your like knowledge on Little Richard before we watched this? Well, my mom was a big fan. Oh, really? Massive Little Richard fan, like massive, massive. Um, she loved the music. Mm-hmm. She liked the makeup. Mm-hmm. It would be a point of contention at my house because, um, you know, my dad, old school, he would be a little homophobic towards uh, right. <laughs> Little Richard and my mom mm-hmm. would be really mad. Yep. So, yeah, like I was really fr- not so much familiar with his legacy as much of just like his legacy within my house. And mm-hmm. I-, I knew his-, his significance because my mom talked about it all the time. Right. So, um, little Richard is the, I don't even want to call him the unofficial King of rock and roll. He is the official King of rock and roll. They even say that Elvis said, uh, that to him, which I have a problem with because whatever, but we are, we will get there. Um, little Richard was born in Macon, Georgia, and he was always kind of the outcast of his family from what they explained. I didn't know that he was born with one leg shorter than the other, and then an arm shorter than the other either. Um, but from what I didn't know that either yeah from what the documentary says he's always been kind of a flamboyant um, person his dad of course took knowledge and recognition of that and didn't like it and kicked him out of the house really really early he says he used to just bang on the piano um, before he even knew how to play it and of course like most people who grew up um, in this black people who grew up in the south in the 40s and 50s he grew up in the church so obviously right. there were some some points of contention with him being his full self and also believing in the Lord. What I found interesting throughout the entire story of Little Richard is he's while he struggled with his sexuality, he also seemed to own it very early. Very much so. Like, it, it's just such an interesting story because you see these, like, you see him go back and forth with, um, you know, renouncing the rock and roll lifestyle and, you know, like all of this stuff, but while still like picking it right back, it seemed like picking it right back up. And that's what I just was like, it's, it's so, so interesting. They, you know, he had a party past, obviously, like a lot of, um, 
you know, rock and rollers have, but it's just his faith and his, uh, his connection with God is what always, obviously it rang true. It's just the message that he was sending sometimes obviously was a problem. I think he had the same struggle that most black gay Mac, gay Mac. Hold on, you cut out. Okay. There you go. Yeah, so I think he had the same problem that most like black men who grew up in the church had, where the messaging from the church is that it's not okay to be gay, mm-hmm. right? But you know that this is not a choice for you. So it puts you at odds, but mm-hmm. you still know that like, you still are a believer. Right. Right. And like now um, I there's more messaging that's like to on the opposite side where there are churches that are accepting of gay people and are mm-hmm. very much like, um, come as you are, like, this is not an issue type thing, but that's right. like, and to be at one part during the documentary he says he was the first gay person ever (laughs) (laughs) listen he said a lot of things a lot of things and but but here's the thing but i'm sure it felt that way because he was like did and he was flamboyant right there's a trans woman during the doc that talks about you know and she was a trans woman right right and she was like you know Lil Richard was out there, out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but that's everyone what everyone can see sexuality. So that's what I mean by it, it, it. He did while he did have the same struggles as a lot of, um, you know, Southern black gay, uh, get queer people in general. Actually, mm. he was the the difference with him. It seems like, especially for back then in the fifties, he was very out to begin with. Yeah. Like it's like there was no hiding. He was it. making music about gay sex. Dude, yes, in the was straight in the up 50s. about gay sex in in the fifties. Like that's what that's what I found so interesting is that he was. It, it's like he he never came out. He was just out, and then he tried to go go in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, and then come out again. Little Richard. One thing, like in my notes, I have it. It's Little Richard is your favorite artist's favorite artist because. A lot of the people, Bowie, Mick Jagger, Elvis, the Beatles, Mm -hmm. he took the, he knew the Beatles before they were the Beatles. Okay. Um, Who else was in there? Who else said that he would get up and do um, Little Richard at school and bang on the piano? Like a lot of these artists, and it's not like it was a secret. Like these are interviews pulled, archived interviews pulled out for this documentary where these artists are talking about little Richard, talking about little Richard, talking about little Richard, they are crediting him. However, the world just didn't, which I just find so, so mind blowing. And I, by the time I was talking to my mom about it a little bit about him, by the time we came around and knew who little Richard was, he was that flamboyant uh, person that we saw with the costumes, the lip liner, the, the everything, the hair. He, and not that he never wasn't flamboyant, but he was flamboyant for the fifties. But even like when he first came on the scene, it wasn't the sparkly suits and everything like that. So you, if you don't, if you're like, I don't know, I've never heard a little Richard song. You have Tutti Fruity is a little Richard song. Good God or golly, golly, Miss Molly, little Richard song. Long Tall Mm -hmm. Sally, little Richard song. Elvis and all of them, they came and recorded them. And 
it's kind of funny because it, did they steal them? No, they didn't steal them necessarily from them, from little Richard. Was he compensated properly for them? No, no, absolutely not. This is a black man in rock and roll in the fifties. Like he was not, he was nowhere near compensated for them. And then even the, it broke my heart when he was talking about, you know, not understanding his contract, but mm -hmm. just signing it. Cause he was like, I need a contract and not right. knowing at all what was in there. I mean, his story is remarkable because he had already started recording. And then when his father passed away, got killed by his best friend, which I wish they would have gone into that a little bit more. Um, he had to go back and work at the Greyhound bus station and he had a recording contract. Like he had already recorded music. <laughs> it was like, I, but he doesn't get the, not only did he like, wasn't compensated properly, the long game of like, if you, if you, say Tutti Frutti, who sings Tutti Frutti to like a mass amount of people, they're probably going to tell you it's Elvis. And what is so sad is Elvis made way more money than he ever made from yeah. Tutti Frutti. And which is again, heartbreaking. It is. And again, I will never, ever, like so many people have asked me, have I seen the Elvis movie? Did I? I do not. I, I don't like Elvis. I don't. I cannot. Nope, I, I cannot subscribe to that. I can so many things that, first of all, so many things have come out. So many things have come out. It's not just the racism, the, the groomer of it all, you know, the, like the, I can't, I don't understand how. A bad man. Yes. Okay. It is said in A the documentary. Man, okay. It is said in the documentary that Elvis told little Richard and little Richard says this, um, that you don't ever have to be worried about anything. You will always be the real king of rock and roll. Elvis, sit you. Why did you not sit your white ass on a fucking interview and tell somebody that then? No, 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 Maybe. no. You're not going to okay, tell me why that. Why did we get that on the record? You're not yeah. going to tell me that. On the record, please. A lot of people, like the guy said in the documentary, like as much as it was like people would laugh at him, like little Richard's personality, his you know, his flamboyantness. He he was a character. And I mean that in the most sincere form. Mm -hmm. Like he was a character of a person. I mean, I laughed at so many things. He, it was also people were laughing because they were uncomfortable. People were laughing because mm -hmm. they were uncomfortable. And it's so weird to me because like I said, Mick Jagger, David Bowie, they all went on the record. It's not like they didn't say it. It's not like they didn't credit him. It's not right. like they didn't say the Beatles. It's not like they didn't say that they loved him. Just people kept mm -hmm. overlooking it. Like, you know what I mean? Go ahead. I mean, it was straight up the racism and the homophobia of it. Yeah, it was. I mean, and that it's like people just not wanting to, because I'm trying to think of somebody who like modern day, we can kind of be like um, someone who's recognized by other artists, but don't get mainstream appeal. I know. I've been trying to think too, but the, but my, There's, it will never, it will never be to the same level as little Richard. Because still to of this course. day, we to still this day we see the effects of Little Richard when they showed Harry Styles. You know, at the end of the documentary, they showed a bunch, a, lot, a whole bunch of artists, um, Harry Styles, Prince, all of them. That is the Little Richard effect. He wore sequins. He wore rhinestones. He wore the cat suits. He had the makeup on, the lip liner, the everything like that. We're never going to go back to a day where there's there wasn't, you know, the, it's not the Little Richard effect. Right. And I, I liked them talking about, um, there was how like his other bandmates were on there and they were talking about, mm -hmm. 
um, we looked good. Okay. And yes. I was going backwards. <laughs> he was like, we weren't gay. He was the only one that was gay, but we looked good. Okay. They, yes. I so loved it too. Them. They were like, no, baby, we, we were sharp. <laughs> they were like, he had us right. laid out. Okay. And I, again, like Jan, Janice Joplin, for example, they, they got on there and they said how she delivered one of the most amazing, you know, moving performances entertaining performances and little Richard was just like uh-uh go get my fit go get my fit turn the lights out we about to do this like I got chills at that moment because I mean that's Janis Joplin I've heard the Janis Joplin story I've watched all the movies about her but then as little Richard a gay black man to get up there and be a hundred percent yourself and upstage that my good god mm -hmm. and but then you but then you don't get the recognition for it it's like a a like the most known unknown thing that the the little richard effect and that's what drives me mad it is he is probably the yeah. best definition of know your history please know your history when people talk about harry styles and being like oh like he you know he takes after like prince and david bowie and blah blah, blah. i'm like yeah, but he does he know where Prince and David Bowie took after? Like does, exactly. Does, does he know that? Because I don't know. You, and you know, people, you could get into the whole Harry Styles of it all. I've heard all of the arguments with him, and I get it. I I completely get it. Um, but for a little, he little Richard has a child. I didn't realize that. Wait, what? Yeah, they didn't talk about it in the documentary, but he has a he has a son. By who? I don't know if it was the Ernestine lady or because he got married one time. He did marry one woman yeah, for yeah. four years. And yeah, but he has a he has a child. Yeah, he has a child. He just died in um 2020, also. I yeah. knew it was semi-recent. I knew that. Yeah. Um no, I remember when it happened. Children, Danny Jones Pinneman. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking so also i need to oh wait a minute this is not that cannot be ernestine's oh it says it's ernestine why does this he looks to be caucasian <laughs> i'm so confused i'm gonna have to dig into the was he it looks an like him... child i was trying to look I was trying he to look. looks like him in the face i think Oh, you know what? We only heard Ernestine's voice in the documentary. We never actually saw her. Did we? So she's white. I don't think so. Girl, you know I didn't finish the documentary. Just, <laughs> I told you, all you missed at the end was like, he died. That's that's literally all you missed. You never saw, I'm so confused. Okay, we're going to have to get into that later. Little Richard also, I do want to touch on this because when they showed the him um as a young young bo boy young adult fine <laughs> yeah i was like um okay and don't get me wrong i still thought little richard was attractive do you think he got fillers towards the end yeah because and it was giving like the the old school fillers you feel me the, like I, the, I definitely think so the cement in the cheekbones right <laughs> because, oh yeah what cardi had in her booty before 
Now, Cardi's booty is somewhere talking about, now, why am I in it? You see how I get brought in the stuff? Um, no, honestly, honestly, truly, though, like, he he had high cheekbones in the first place. A very attractive man. It was just... I hate to even blame it on, like, beauty standards, but kind of, because even Little Richard would have... He had beautiful skin tone, but you start to realize, like, getting into the 80s and 90s a little bit, he started like his foundation was like okay so that was pissing me off because that to me was just you see when um as he gets bigger his makeup gets worse and mm-hmm. to me that was indicative of like now he's on sets and they're providing the makeup yes but and i clearly not color matching for a black man not co- n- look not color matching for a black man but also were the were the this is back then were the companies right. making the shades that needed to be made with the undertones because we're coming well he was figuring it out before in the beginning to me like in the beginning his makeup looked okay before i feel like he was figuring it out somehow and then think it started had, to get worse do you think he had full foundation on back then though yeah like I back do. because there's people where he yeah i do where he was looking kind of caked. <laughs> no, I think he was always wearing that. Like, I really do. He was always wearing makeup. I like, mean, he just no, was. absolutely. Because the thing that I remembered about, the two things I remembered about Little Richard's appearance, specifically before we would launch this, was the, the lip liner, the black lip liner, and yeah. the hair, obviously. Mm-hmm. The hair. Those were my two, like, oh yeah, the, my two indicative, like, little Richard things but I don't I don't know but I, I mean I think you're I think you have a point I just I'm still in the whole I'm on the tart come down of the whole <laughs> because I've been telling people about that brand forever child like I'm I was getting so fucking mad so fucking mad about that shit when I was watching it all go down on TikTok so if they invited you on that trip, hell no, class, you weren't going. Hell no, <laughs> fuck no. Let me let me tell you something. Just to deviate from Little Richard a little bit, I have never been fucking with that brand since they came out with those fucked up botched shades. Okay, and then had my girlies in the trenches. All right, trying to like discount them. They tried to make Alyssa Ashley and Jackie Ina look like fools. Okay, specifically yeah. Jackie Ina. Uh uh-uh. uh. But that's not what you're not going to do. I always, I'm not going to lie. Do Was I side-eyeing Black influencers that worked with them? Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell my truth here. I was side-eyeing Bria when I saw, like, we're working with Tarte. Bria. That's the girl that got it all started. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was bombastic side-eyeing her. Because I thought, because like, to my thing is, like, I heard the check, the tart check is nice. And to me, I don't feel like black creators should have to miss out on a check because a company is racist. I don't, I get it. I'm there. I'm like, but I just. And they're to- taking trips. Like I want to be down to the Dubai and the Formula One too. Like make, make tart act right. Like I don't feel like the black creator should have to lose out on money. They shouldn't. I didn't appreciate the next girl having to then like, you know, trying to discredit the other black girl. That I don't fuck with. That was whack. But. I listen. The tart trips look nice. 
And I want all the black creators to get their nice trips. I want all the black creators to get their nice trips with brands that are not using them because that's, a, that's my thing. Why I was looking at them because chart will use you weaponize you in a second. I want black creators to feel just as important as like white creators, other creators, you know, in all spaces. And yeah. I knew that Tart 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 I wholeheartedly believe that Tart is a racist company with the capital R. Ray heavy on the R, racist. Yeah. Okay, they told us that a long time ago. That's why I just don't, I, I do not understand. I cannot bring myself to understand. And the fact that they lean so heavy, a lot of brands lean heavy on like influencers and celebrity influencers and stuff like that, but Dart leans heavy on them. And, but that's why I'm just like, when people are like the black influence should not be. And I'm like, you want them to not get a, like to lose out on money. First off, like being a, a, a black influencer is 10 times harder than being a white influencer. It is. The opportunities that are open to you is significantly less. The fact that like Tart is like is giving who else? It's like Tart and Revolve. Like I don't even know anyone who's doing trip influencer trips on that level, mm -hmm. right? Besides the Revolve trip and then the Tart ones. Revolve right? like trips. Yeah. Mm. I've seen that. That's like a like that was a big that was one of the big ones is like Revolve Fest. Right. And people being like, oh, there isn't enough black representation. And then trying to be like, oh, well, the black ones that influencers do get banned should. No, like when it comes to losing out on money and waste, uh, like it should be white, white creators who want to stand in solidarity with black people. Y'all lose the check. Fair. And stand in Wait. solidarity. But it doesn't make any sense for the black creators to lose out on money and an opportunity. No, it doesn't. It just I just, doesn't. I, that company, I don't trust them to treat them right. That's my thing. I think once right. at a certain point, cause this isn't the first time Tart has ever, like, if it was just the one shade incident, the one, mm -hmm. I would be like, okay, Tart has had multiple scandals, multiple incidences with racism throughout the years. That is my right. thing. Cause I always, I do feel, believe in like course correcting, forgiveness, things like that. But Tart, I don't think Tart wants to course correct. And when that Crip Keeper lady got up on fucking TikTok, curling her hair, which made no sense, like no rhyme or reason. You don't want to part that shit, nothing, okay? And putting her <laughs> concealer on, talking about, I woke up sad. I said, girl, you got to go. Take your fucking nightmare before Christmas ass and get the no, fuck off of my TikTok. <laughs> See, I was so... I'm sad. I woke up sad. Fuck. Did you? Did you? Show me the bed. Show me the room in which you woke <laughs> up and did you wake up sad? <laughs> I just, uh, I but just like, what? Yeah, you still woke up. Yeah, woke racist up as sad, hell. But she still woke up racist. <laughs> racist as hell. I'm looking dehydrated. I do not give a fuck. I do not give a fuck. And then to be I don't want to say pitting black people against each other. I, that's not what I want to say because I don't think, and you tell me what, like how you feel where you lie on this. Uh -huh. I don't think that <laughs> I'm 31. You're 31, 32, right? I think we're yeah, smart enough to so. where like, if both of us were working with Bravo and they tried to pit us against each other, we would have a conversation. We'd be like, girl, right. um, let, let's talk about this before they even got and before anything ever got online we would talk to one another 
That's yeah. why I'm not a hundred percent on the whole like Tart pitted them against each other because they didn't make Fanita or that Nike. No, girl. that girl did that on her own. Okay, sorry. She did Nikkei. that on her own. Yeah, that they didn't make they didn't put that in to sound like Joe Borga that hate in her heart. Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that shit that shit will forever be funny to me. Get that hate out of your heart. <laughs> what? <Out of> your <laughs> heart. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like they didn't put that in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just I really do feel like part of this is it's it's tart. It is really tart, but the way how hard the specs and blazers and Fanita went on the other girl, I really do feel like it is some internalized like ha ha look at you you're a beauty influencer like and we got to take your place on this trip i think at some part of me does think that it's goes back to like grade school not healing your inner child tactics oh for like not for a lot of that for sure i can see totally what you're saying and straight up just the fact that it's like it was too um they knew the backlash they were gonna get right like mm -hmm. you, you know you know what their comments look like, right? So they were just, it was misplaced anger at people calling them coons and people in the thing being like, now why'd you, go, you get what I'm saying? So that they're going extra hard at the other girl. But here's my thing. The, I, I ain't call nobody no coon, okay? I don't, sometimes, I think people get reckless in comments. Even like, especially in the Bravo community, I'll be like, why are you talking to people like that? Stop it, okay? <laughs> we're bystanders. Bonita getting on there talking about, oh, y'all mad? Y'all mad? I'm about to go see Tart. Like, girl, you got to do your research, especially after you just had this whole thing with Pyrex that I missed. Yeah. That I missed. How you, you there's just Apparently no. Way. She was asking people to boycott Pyrex. And I'm, I'm confused as to what happened there because, like, I'm a big Pyrex fan. We talk about the Tupperware, right? Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm big on Pyrex. Here's so the what thing. what did Pyrex do? People was never finna boycott Pyrex because it's Pyrex. That's a household item that, like, it's kind of a necessity. And it's, you know. We're we not going back to plastic Tupperware. It's, it's not like stupid. boycotting Tarte. I can find so many 5011 concealers, eyeshadow palettes, like, Pyrex. So pretty much what happened, I guess, was Maybe I want my my leftovers to be BPA free. And so exactly. what did Pyrex do? Let me know. So pretty much what <laughs> happened was her and that Amber, a girl, they're friends. They live in LA now. Um, she went to Amber and Ben's house, and Ben gave Fanita some leftovers. She gave it to her in the good, not the take home Pyrex, not the BPA Pyrex. Gave it to her in the BPA free Pyrex. So not the shit you give people to leave the home because right. you're never going to see it the again. The glass stuff or right, right, right. And so Amber made a video joking like, you need to bring back my good Tupperware. My white husband doesn't realize that we don't give people the good Tupperware. Vanita made another <laughs> video talking about, ha ha ha, you're never getting this back. It was a little tete-a-tete. -tete. Then Pyrex came in and was like, oh, wait a minute. We want to work with y'all. Pyrex, well, Pyrex sent them some Tupperware and then was like, had like presented an offer and then they rescinded it. So pretty much, of course, everybody was weighing in on it. It's, I guess, not common, but people like the brands can rescind those offers. And Fanita got online and was like, oh, this is how they treat black creators. Look how they treat black creators. Da, 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 da. People flooded Pyrex's comments. Uh, Somebody made okay. a good point and they were like, Fanita, did you ever think that 
maybe they looked at your brand because she's like a comedy creator. I'm using air quotes there. Yeah. I think Fanita is funny. I'm not trying to be shady there. She's a funny girl. Um, but like she's she's not a beauty influencer. She's not like a home yeah. influencer, not family oriented. Right, right, right. Just, They're like, this isn't aligned with our rare. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody's saying, but we came and we rode for you. And then for you to get up here and be dragging Bria like this. Pretty much they tried to say like she jumped the gun, got online without, I said, yeah, Fanita, but what does that have to do with you? It didn't have anything to do right. with you at first. Right. Like you did, like, please, please. Especially like, not when you were asking for support. That's why I, I hate Candace Owens' stupid ass because girl, when you were down to the school, suing the school for racism, the NAACP was right there with you. No, and not only that, not only that, people talk, I understand people are like, oh, we need to save space for Fanita. Fanita got up on the TikTok again and issued the most atrocious non-apology apology video. She then started saying, oh, oh it's an issue because y'all got a problem with my tone. Y'all got a problem. You're trying to tone police me. This is because of colorism. This is because uh, y'all are fat. Oh, no, girl. I said, I said, and this is the point in which I really wish we would gatekeep certain terms. We need to stop teaching people some things because <laughs> while I'm sure there are plenty instances in her life where we, all of those are applicable. All of those are applicable. Right. This is not one. Right. This is not one. It also gives that you have white people on your team. It gives that your, you know, PR person, your manager, yourself was like, gives she doesn't have a team it, it, i think she has a team i think she's got a team full of white people i think they i think they were like <laughs> hey i saw i saw the blacks talking about colorism use that one okay like i was like i was like girl this is why this is really why i wish some people just didn't learn some things everything <laughs> is not that okay i said Fanita, you done did everything except for actually apologize to this girl and be like, I should have sat my ass down somewhere. I And because everyone was like, you still could have gone on the trip. But why were you that loud about it? That's it. Like, you could have just went. Unless that was like part of the stipulation. They were like, you got to, um, in order to get the first class seats, you got to shit on her online heavy. Well, the other thing was like, she was <laughs> like, I guess in a live in the background, she was like, I'll be the token black girl for the right amount. I'll be I'll be a coon for the right amount. And I said, that's crazy. So, and what she said about that was she goes, she goes, I'm a comedy creator. That was a joke. I said, girl, I am a no, stand-up comedian. Yeah, but that was not a funny joke. I am not a stand-up comedian. Movies. Ain't no fucking way somebody's gonna be pointing at me. I say things, I push the envelope all the fucking time. There is no way in the way, not even in the wake of uh, this discussion that I'm ever going to say right. I'm a coon I'll be a coon for the right check I'm not saying that even right. if it's just for a laugh because somebody there's some things you cannot play with somebody somewhere is going to take that very fucking seriously and be like oh no and over my dead body will I get that label it's also like you were being a coon and you were a coon for the right amount so like where was the joke well and then there's a whole bunch it. yeah there's a whole bunch it. of like 
some some black man creator i don't know i've seen his videos before i just don't really know who he is he was like y'all gotta leave my little cousin finita alone like do i know everything about the subject no but y'all are tripping y'all act like when you weren't when you were her age you weren't having videos of your pussy and then he cuts it off and he goes oh i'm sorry i almost took it too far i said see no you're not smart i said air between your fucking brain why would you compare possible pussy videos or whatever the fuck you were about to say anything sexual related to this Especially situation you talk about your cousin and you're talking about your cousin Ew, weird. i think they're play cousins but he, oh, okay. i'm like no one showed anybody's pussy that's not what we're talking about and finita is 24 she's 24 she's not 12 it's also like yeah cooning online is more embarrassing than showing your pussy online what are you talking about sir the, hello like that's my thing i'm like, like nobody this- was harmed when you showed your pussy online like what are you talking nobody about nobody was harmed when i if i fucking twerked and or somebody has a, a fucking video of me or a picture of my titties i'm the one harmed like, there. came okay. on to discredit this girl for her career like this is her career and not only and that you came to discredit her not only that not only that okay you didn't need to do all that you did not need to do all of that. I mean, my God, today, people were getting catching strays left and right. And I honestly enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But since we derived <laughs> de- <laughs> de- so far from Little Richard um, and got into Tart, Chai, of course, tell the people where they can find you. <laughs> <laughs> where can the people find me? Um... Uh, fly chai on everything and uh podcast is called y'all aren't mad enough and y'all already know you can find me over uh, instagram at who asked me podcast on tiktok at who asked zell and uh, yeah we will talk to y'all next time